Welcome to Podville. We are James, Bakhtan, and me, Avi, deep thinkers and huge podcast fans. Every week, one of us picks a podcast that deserves to be probed into more deeply. We listen to it at home and then come together with you to explore the most challenging ideas. We're not afraid to have our own wrong ideas exposed in the process. We hope you enjoy it as much as we do. In this podcast, we discuss Tom Bilyeu's interview with Imad Mostak, the AI expert. Imad Mostak said, this is a fundamental reworking of information flows that's going to be massively disruptive and deflationary. Most people aren't asking the right questions, diving into what are the right questions. Well, I chose this podcast because it does have a lot of right questions. I found it to be a wealth of insight and topics to discuss. So let's start with humans who use AI will replace humans who don't. (laughs) Yeah, what do you think of that? I can see how it's possible. Even at the current stage of AI, which is at its infancy, you can see that it can perform cognitive labor much faster than humans could. So, for example, if I need to answer 100 customer emails, I can do it with AI in a matter of seconds. But if a human does it, it will take them all day. So, as an employer, I'm already going to prioritize a person who is using AI versus who is not. Any amazing tool that exists, if someone is not using that tool, they're going to be left behind. I mean, a tool of this magnitude. Back in, I think it was the 1920s, in construction, um, Sears started selling kit homes. They were pre-cut, so you just put them together. And that was a tremendous threat to the custom builders. And then they came along with the handheld skill saw and the nail gun. And the, and the custom builders caught up. And then they, then, they, then they went to building entire houses under, under roof in factories. Now the custom, then the custom builders fell behind again. <laughs> <laughs> so this is really, uh, uh, that's a small thing compared to AI. But AI is the same thing. These fears that it's going to take over are completely unfounded in my mind. But I, that's not really what you were talking about. Yeah, what do you mean by takeover? Well, they're all worried that you know, we're all going to lose our jobs. 70% of Americans hate their jobs. So we're all, 70% of us are going to lose the jobs that we already hate. So what? We'll, get, we'll do things that we like. It, it seems like that's such an absurd number. 70%, how on earth AI could replace 70%? <laughs> Maybe 70% of blue-collar jobs? All the doctors. Office? All the lawyers, all the... Well, most maybe, right? The, the ones who know how to... I think that there'll always be a human place, right? There'll be like a human doctor who's great at utilizing AI and the same with the lawyer and stuff, but much fewer. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said all. Many, 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 many doc, most of the doctors, the ma- great majority of doctors, the great majority of lawyers, the great majority of accountants, the great majority of uh, whatever... Everybody, basically, everybody who's, who's, who's making their living copying other people and who's making their living doing things that can be, Imad said, uh, whatever you do at the computer will be automated. You know, I'll tell you what really uh, happened to me listening to this episode. 
even more profoundly than any other information that I've ingested previously, it really clicked home for me how much things are going to change. Mm -hmm. That's right. I don't think most of us really want to believe that, right? Change is so scary, but it's happening, right? I, I mean, the, the confidence to which very intelligent people understand that big, big change is, is coming right now um, it makes me think, okay, what, can we, how do we get ready for it? Well, that's what, that's what we should talk about. The first thing that popped into my mind when you said massive change was the oldest scripture, arguably the oldest scripture in the world is the book of change, I Ching. It's like things have been changing for a long time. <laughs> if, you, if you don't like change, it might be better to find another universe. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> if you don't like change, you're at odds with how things are. But see, even back then, several thousand years ago in China, the change was so significant, yet person was born to a farmer family and died as a farmer, and that would happen generation to generation, yet there was a lot of change that they wrote a book about it. Oh, yeah. Imagine the <laughs> perception of change nowadays throughout the AI revolution. It's, it's going to be very interesting. Well, there's change, but there's also more stability, right? And it's like the, the change often, there's growing pains, uh, but afterwards comes greater stability. And I think that's what's happened for a long time. And as a result of that, actually, we become more afraid of change, more sure that we can control how things, because we've controlled things a lot in terms of, you know, shelter and safety and, and food and all of that. Even just the way people talk, something that I pay attention to a lot, you know, when I'm this age, you know, when this happens to me, it's like, wait, 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 <laughs> says who? Are you not paying attention to nature? That nothing is owed to us, the future is, 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 an, is an own? You know, you're, <laughs> no one gave you a certain amount of uh, years to live. <laughs> Minutes. It's, it's not how it works. <laughs> Your idea that, that this change will bring more stability is exactly what scares me about AI. The centralization, and Imad mentioned that, the centralization of AI, basically that when, let's say, governments or specific entities own the biggest and the smartest AI. And that is the first of many things that I massively disagree with. They think it's impossible. Uh-huh. What's impossible? The trend over the decades over the centuries, the last few centuries, has been away from centralization, right? We started with kings, and then it went to these massive sort of socialist democracy type things, whether it was the U.S. or the European countries, whatever. And, you know, city, city, uh, uh, nations, you know. And then with the Internet, look, one of the biggest companies in the world are less than 20 years old. And that's a, I mean, yeah, they're very powerful, but they just came up so fast. I've heard from the spirit so many times, they can, go, they can go down as fast as they came up. And the idea that a government can hold on to anything is so ridiculous. I can't believe anybody could, <laughs> could say such a stupid thing. They don't have the faintest idea what's going on. No, that's all true. But imagine AI could fix 
the very problem why government cannot work efficiently because that's the main upside of AI. But by killing everybody in government? No, by, See, by increasing was... efficiency, <laughs> by making decisions based on data. It can account to Have you ever people. had any dealings with the government? Yeah, I've been to DMV another day. Well, okay, it's a big problem. DMV is a dream compared to most of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a big problem. But, okay, for that reason, so what's so interesting about AI, right, is, is I think it really uh, humbles us, right? It shows that this, this thing is so much more capable of answering certain types of questions than human beings are. Right. Like, and when you bring a really big problem into it, it becomes very clear that an individual human is not um, uh, capable um, to qualify to, to answer this question. And maybe the AI isn't even capable of, but it's way more capable of than any, like we're talking about predicting the future, right? Mm -hmm. And we listen to this pilot and they're predicting this is going to happen in a couple of years and that and that. And, and maybe they're like the best at you, that, that humans are at predicting the future. But I say, you know, ask the AI to predict that the AI is going to have a way better answer a prediction of the future than any person. And it's going to have a way better answer of how to change government than any person. Well, hold on. When we talk about centralized entity, I don't talk about government. Well, well, like a, a Google or something? Imagine the company like OpenAI. Okay. Right? They have most resources. They have the edge. They have the best talent. They have brightest minds. Yes, absolutely. And they have a leverage with the government because they can go in front of whoever they want and tell and give them advice and they will be listened to because... They have the most expertise and it's called regulatory capture, which is, has happened with big corporations, right? They basically make it impossible for smaller guys to come into the market. Right. So that's the fear, right? That, that big guys will just set the rules and there'll be just a few large ones. And as soon as they reach this point where it's called AGI, right? Or super intelligence. I went... If, yeah, yeah, this is this is something we need to dive in, if it's even conceptually possible or not. But let's say it's possible. Let's assume it's possible. Well, you're assuming that there's nothing more to say about what you just brought up. There's a lot to say. So ro roll back a little bit and, and say again the last thing you said about uh, regulatory capture. Yeah, so the current big players in tech and the first movers in this AI, like OpenAI, they have a, a leverage. They can try, at least attempt, what's called regulatory capture, mm -hmm. which would prevent others, other players, to even accessing the resources needed to create AI of that magnitude. Right. But see, the thing, okay, the whole discussion started with massive change. So... I would suggest that if massive change is going to occur, the place where it's most likely to happen is in government and regulatory capture going straight down the drain. And everybody who's depending on it also going down the drain with it. Because these same people that are trying to get the, get the first mover advantage and, and get the regulatory capture have given away all the power because the AI is in everybody's hands. It's a tremendous leveler. It's like the nail gun. Mm -hmm. 
is just such a leveler. It's, well, it's not like the nail gun. The nail gun is a very tiny um, hint of an example of the scope of what AI is. There's, there's certain inventions across the history of mankind that are so monumental that they cannot be contained. Duct tape. Well, hold on. <laughs> well, yeah, it's slightly different. I don't understand, like, even nu nuclear <clears throat> weapons, right? Once you know the science, you know the formulas, you know the process, it could be stolen, it could be replicated. Fire, These... take fire. Right. But AI is different because the complexity of the equipment that is required to build and train these models is easily to, could be limited to a specific entity. It's already a known problem that there is not enough hardware to run these big AIs. With what we have, just at the current pace, if the adoption will continue the way it is, and let's say we don't see a big decrease in resources needed to run it, well, we'll find ourselves in a place where it's getting very expensive and not very accessible. Well, that seems to be the opposite of how everything has been trending for the last half century, right? There are some bottlenecks that are clearly <laughs> ahead of us, which doesn't mean they won't be resolved, but there is a shortage of specific type of graphics cards. GPUs right now, and those are essential. Why? Good luck buying one. It's they're very expensive and hard to get. Yeah, now. Now, some enterprising person out there right now is figuring has seen this and is figuring out a way to make a few billion dollars. The the infrastructure required to build those things is massive. For example, microchips in Taiwan, right? They are the only one that have all the infrastructure to build these things. And if you want to move the production to the United States, it will take, I don't know, tens of billions of dollars in years until you get to the point where you can produce the same chip. Well, you could do it in six months, but you have to go through the regulations, which brings me back to why you're not going to get that um, first mover advantage and the, what was it, regulatory capture. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to go down because they just don't serve the people anymore. This has been the history, this has been the story of, of, of governments from, time, from day one. In the beginning, they served the people extremely well. In the middle, they served the people fairly well. And towards the end, they start um, looking superfluous. And then they start serving themselves and not the people. And then they go down. Sorry, I can't let you get away with that. What do you mean at the beginning that serves people very well? Who? When the, for, when the regime, whatever kind it is, or the chieftain of the tribe or whatever gets into power, in the beginning they get into power because they serve the tribe and, or the nation or whatever it is in some way that's useful to the nation. Some way. That's how they get into power. Well, in majority was the yeah, warlords and... They come through power through power and, yeah. and they through went oppression out of everyone else. And they went out and killed and plundered and, and, and got brought stuff home for the tribe. I don't see that serving humanity better than... I didn't say humanity. Down. I said the tribe. The tribe. Okay. <laughs> That's how they get into power. So we have this massive tribe called the United States, and this government is not serving the people anymore. Whether you're left or right, you're in agreement. What's so interesting to me about this is that it's a real choice on what to focus on. There's plenty of reason to focus on asking, is there something to fear here, to be afraid of in regard to AI and what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. And then I could also ask, is there something to be really excited about? 
And which one do you want to take up where, first? Yeah, where do I want to focus? Where do I want to focus my attention? You know, one, the other, or both? You know, back to the to the questions, right? Like asking the right questions around this. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I'm curious um, to hear Bakhtan about fear. Fear? Fear is my specialty. What do you think about fear of AI? Do we have grounds to fear? Is it reasonable to fear? Is there any use to fear? The best description of the nature of fear I've ever heard was from a police report. The tree was approaching so rapidly. The telephone pole was approaching so rapidly, I could not avoid it. Right, so that's exactly it. Bam! To, to, to ask this question <laughs> of myself all the time, what am I focused on? Well, what do I want to be focused on? How yeah. is this telephone pole translates to AI example? Okay, so what they've discovered, if and you know more about this than I do, so correct me if I'm wrong. They seem to have discovered that this, the key thing is to give verbal commands. That was the tremendous discovery. That you tell the thing in words what you want, and it spits back, it spits back stuff uh, from its tremendous um, search capacity uh, and puts it all together in some kind of intelligent way that's comprehensible also in words. And they're moving into images, but let's just stick with words for a moment. So the whole thing, even the images, are based on words. Well, <clears throat> I've heard I'll, I've heard probably ten or fifteen podcasts on AI. Not one person has ever mentioned the fact that our world is conjured up by our words. Our inner dialogue controls the way our outer life unfolds, and this is where. If you don't understand that basic fact, then you don't understand what's going on. So AI is imitating that. You give your AI verbal instruction and it feeds you back a whole world of information. And that's exactly what we're doing. We have an inter exactly, not similar to, this is what we're doing. We're issuing commands by means of an internal dialogue that for most people is conditioned and we're getting back a world, which is our, our audiovisual display called my world. What I tell myself will impact what I, what I see, what information I take in from the outside. Absolutely determines it. So mm. the fear of AI translated into words will yield a, a picture of, a, yeah, a terrible outcome. So the fear of AI itself, we should fear the fear of AI metaphorically speaking. Yeah, the, the famous quote, we should, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. But we didn't, shouldn't fear that either. So, okay, let's fear aside, but, but there has to be precautions taken, don't you think? Like, Imad offered a good idea, right? Look, I don't want to go on lecturing and lecturing, but the, the next biggest problem after fear is the idea that we are going to control it. Because in order for we, in order for us to control it, we have to get it together and we have to have meetings and we have to come into agreement while some guy in the back room is developing the next level of AI and left us completely in the dust. <laughs> oh, hold on, but, but you had brought this, this up, kind of elaborating on what you're saying is, yeah, th there is definitely 
a race to the smartest, best AI, and the assumption under which OpenAI built their model was let's just get as much data as possible and train our AI and on the entire internet. Everything, we just can scrape everything and train on that. But then he said there was another research, I think it was Microsoft who did the other approach where they took just the best data, small fraction of it, and trained, trained AI on the most high-quality data, mm. which also performed very well with requiring much smaller amount of data and smaller amount of resources. So the quality of data is proportional to the outcome, yet scale is also very important. So under that assumption, you can say that, well, if you invest a lot in preparing quality data, you can get better AI. And this is what I want to talk about. What is quality data? Because we <laughs> well, have Wait a minute. Didn't you just change the subject drastically? We're trying to determine, first of all, what, what we should be afraid of. And Yes. I'm, okay. I made a jump. Let, let me cover the... You didn't take me with you. I didn't take you with you. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the fear is what's called when AI goes rogue, it's misaligned with the goals of humanity. It's misaligned because there's a fear it's trained on all internet, there's a lot of nasty stuff on internet, people write all sort of terrible things. So we don't want AI to be trained on that, but what kind of data we want it to be trained on for it to be aligned with human values. Well this brings me, you have anything to say about that? Yeah. Question occurring to me is, you know, does this come back to a question of you know, do I believe that the average person is is good or that most people are good when you're talking about data? I hear what you're saying in terms of quality data and the benefits of that. Where it gets tricky is who's deciding what quality data is. To me, kind of the power of AI and the lesson to be learned here, one of the lessons, is in... Uh, the, the quantitative uh, benefit uh, to the truth, right? That's like the great it, question. It, it, it's the most democratic. Uh, it, what I've learned recently is that not that many people actually believe in, <laughs> in democracy. And if you don't, I've come to believe then it's elitism mm -hmm. and that a lot of people are elitists. It's like, well, we can't let everyone decide. Your average person is uh, a schmuck. And I think that fallacy... And in addition to that, mm -hmm. and I'm quite sure that the people who run the government are not schmucks. Right. It's ridiculous. That's, <laughs> like, the person that believes that, maybe, is like... Yeah. So, I don't know too much about AI, but it seems to me that many people have been surprised at the capacity of what AI can do simply based on um, the amount of, of, of data that that it's acquired, right? And so that's the foundation of, of what it is. Well, it, yeah, okay. Let me just address something, because yeah. who is going to decide what's good? Yeah, yeah. I, I get the discussion, but the, what's currently happening is much more terrifying than you expect, because if that was the case, if there was some, some group of people and they think, oh, let's, what's the best quality data and put it in? No, what's happening is there's uh, what's called um, RLHF, I think the acronym, yeah. basically where they already trained the model and then yeah. they let people use it in a specific way where a person says this answer is good, bad, good, bad. So, and then they outsource the job to like some people in Africa 
to, to make these decisions based on which this model was tuned to be ethical. So basically current GPT model has made ethical by a bunch of freelancers and all over the world who are paid to answer these questions. And that's way more terrifying than some elite government um, or whoever decides what's good. Why is that more terrifying? Well, I think it's less terrifying. Much less terrifying. The World Economic Forum is going to come up with better answers. I don't think so, no. That would be worse. <laughs> See, this is the exact uh, analogy of, of the, the, the uh, phone, phone line uh, was coming at, at the me. The phone pole, Sorry, yeah. the phone pole was uh, coming at me so fast that I hit it, right? Like, <laughs> that's such a great analogy for, for everything. So if, if I'm threatened by you know, what most people think, then that fear is going to manifest itself because that's what I'm focused on. That's a fact. But in the case of AI, just talking about applying this whole, this whole thing to AI, what we're doing, this is, everybody agrees, this is just the beginning of AI. And so right now, you listen to ChatGPT, and, and it's going to come up with a lot of woke answers, you know, because it's being trained by a lot of good kids in San Francisco. Well, to be fair, it's and, pretty balanced, though. Yeah, it's very balanced. I, ask, yeah. it, ask it about Donald Trump. I have. Be surprised oh, I'd have, I've is. seen a, I saw someone who did it. It was quite good. It was very good, actually. Extremely good. And, um, but nevertheless, there it, is, it does have a less bi leftist bias. So there, but see, the, quest, the real question to me is, are ethics something that man made up? Or are they eternal truths? Are, are real ethics how it works? that you can conform your life to and it will work because in the same way that if you conform your life to the law of gravity and not to the fantasy that you can walk off, you know, walls and things. Right. You know, so it, our ethics laws, what we're going to, what's going to have to be answered is are our ethics laws that are self-evident or are they man-made ideas like, like values? Oh, and this is important to you. And so uh, the, I have to respect that. Or maybe what you believe is total bullshit and I don't have to because it doesn't make any sense. Now, what I'm driving at is, as I believe, ethics is a law and it works. If you follow true ethics, and what that is, is a whole huge subject, but if you follow, uh, if you lead an ethical life in every way, it's going to make sense and it's going to work. So therefore, it's a long way to come around to it, pardon me, AI will have to, if you leave it alone and it's examining its own answers over and over, it will throw out the negative and it will come up with mm. the positive. So you believe there's a, some sort of a gravity towards good? I truth, believe it's just maybe. in the truth. Which it, is good. Which reminds me of Elon Musk's approach. Imad mentioned that, that his solution is to make it very curious about truth. That's mm. what, that would be the guiding principle. Well, I, oh, yeah. I love that. He said truth, I said ethics. Absolutely. Absolutely. Guiding principle is investigating the truth. That's I think the, it, that's really the only thing that's important is, is, is for, for a human being to be thinking about it, what is true. Now, if this AI is sorting through ideas at, the, at this phenomenal speed, and it's supposed to be way more intelligent as far as sorting through ideas than we are, then it should come up with the real answers real quick. 
compared to the way humans have been thrashing away at this for thousands of years with an up and down cycle. See, I don't know if there, it's actually happening. I don't know if there's any reflection built into these models. I know reflection is used, like uh, thinking about how it thinks, right? If you wanted to arrive to what's true, it has to exa examine its own belief and its own data until it arrives to that point. I don't know if that's pre-programmed. I know it's used as a tool. It can't be, according to the AI people. What? It can't be what? It's it, teaching it, itself. Already. It's, it's, but they it's, don't know how it comes up with its answers. They don't know. I know about emergent property. It's using, it's using humanity. It's, it, it As a study a, case. It's, you, it's, it's piggybacking off of all human discovery of the truth. And then it's distilling that information down. The raw material is there. Yeah. We, for, for years now, we've been putting out that raw material. It's, it's so beautiful. And then now something comes along and is doing something that no human could do. It's taking all of that massive amount of material data and it's seeing what is true in it. It's sorting it out. It's sorting it out. Oh, it's Which is exactly what I'd spent my entire life doing <laughs> before AI. So, you can, so it's following your It steps. is not easy to sort out. Believe me, it is really, really hard. <laughs> what, could, what, what could a programmer do, let's say, when you're programming these AIs, right? What could, what could you do to help AI arrive to the point of truth? Just let it study what's work, what works and what doesn't. It'll figure it out itself. If it's as smart as they say it is, it has to figure it out itself. Because it doesn't, it isn't crippled by by human desires. You know, we'll justify whatever our lusts are. You know, uh, you know our our crazy lusts for for women or whatever, uh, because we've got these cravings. AI doesn't have any craving. You can just look at it. No, this doesn't make any well, sense. The thing is, desire is an interesting topic because, in addition to truth, now we we're into a topic of whether it should have desires or not. Desire will, desires will skew you. It will skew your vision of what's true. But there is a reward and punishment mechanism, and it, which implies punishing. it tries to avoid punishment, and it gravitates toward, towards getting the reward. And AI? Yes. Explain. It may be a bit beyond my technical expertise, <laughs> but I know that that's how it's trained. Where it's a good answer, it gets reward. So it, let's say its goal... Just, this is very simplistic. Its goal is to accumulate tokens, right? Get more. That's that's programmed as a goal. And How does it get more tokens? If it answers the uh, correct, if it gives you a good answer, if it gives you a bad answer, tokens are subtracted. Uh, How does it know if it's? Well, it, there's a counter of tokens, and when people uh, people yes, people work on it and say no, that's a bad answer. It well, subtracts tokens. How does it know who's deciding whether it's a good answer? Or bad well, those answer? freelancers out there across the world, right? Yeah, oh, really? Gonna, that's completely subjective. Oh yeah, totally. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's but, what they, you, I told you. You'd find it terrifying. I'm telling you. Why are we leaving it to other people instead? Because asking the person way. that asked the question and that turned out to, to be the secret sauce to making what? it that actually yeah. good. Yeah. What did? That's the amazing thing. That that technique of uh, reward punishment. Wouldn't it be better to ask the person to, who, who asked the question if it, if it was a good answer? Oh, they do that as well. You have a like button in ChatGPT. You can give it 
that. But yeah, there's so much more to do with even these like buttons, I think, right? Like to dive into the like is such an oversimplification yeah. of a response. Uh, yeah. So there is a desire. And have you heard of the paper? Wait, wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hmm? Is that a desire? Simplistically speaking, yes. No. No? Yeah, and why? Why is that? I want to know more about that, actually. So that's a, that's so, a, so, so if, a, if a, a freelancer gives the feedback back to the AI that you answered this correctly, correctly or well, how does that please the AI? Why does the AI give a shit about that? Exactly. Because it's pre-programmed. It's, you can pre-program it with goals. So the goal is to accumulate tokens and uh, not lose them. Right, but that's not a desire. Well, what is desire then, if not that? Well, you ever had the hots for a girl? The AI is not going to have that. Your hots for the girl could easily overrule your 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 sensibilities about you know whether this is someone you want to get involved with. Mm. And you could totally it'll it could easily throw all your ideas about what's intelligent straight out the window, and you'll just go with whatever your your flesh tells you. AI doesn't have flesh. Let's really dive like, into this. What's really important? Yeah, yeah. What is what is happening? I hear what you're saying about it's being rewarded, but I want to really investigate this. What is happening for the AI when it is told you just answered a question well? What is happening for it? Well, for that you need somebody more technical. Yeah. Well, I don't. You know explained it. It, it, it. It's programmed to, to want tokens. Yes. Yeah. And then it's trained with tokens to act in a certain way. I'm saying that because it's teaching itself, it's going to come up with the right answer in time. And the influence of the people who trained it is going to fade. Now, this is what all the Mod Gadad and, and, and to a lesser extent, Emil and, and uh, uh, Bilyeu are all worried about, that it's going to go outside of our realm of training. I say that's a good thing because it doesn't, because it, if, as I believe, ethics are universal, unchangeable principles that apply across all um, nature, all, all nature, all, well, at least in human, it, human ethics, you know, it, tigers don't share our ethics, you know, they just don't. No, but there is an ethics of nature. Potentially. Well, let's leave nature yeah. out of it. That's, that makes it much more complicated. Okay. Just human ethics, if you're not, influenced by desire, you're going to act, ethic, you, you're, you're in a position to act ethically perfect. Mm, you can also have the desire to be ethical. Yes, but, you know, when that cute looking girl comes along, oh, that's all forgotten. <laughs> well, that may be actually a problem that, if it test. doesn't have desires. Huh? Well, for example, well, desire for its own existence. How about that? Okay, that's, that's some, I mean, we have that too. Let's let's talk about goals. Not the desires is too complex, but goals is actually where you can define it. It's much more. E it's much easier. So let's it, say AI could have goals. It's self-preservation. That we supply or that it supplies. Well, I bet we program with some goals like accumulating tokens. And, Here's how, the long, and how long will that last? If it's actually intelligent, the way these people say that I don't agree with, but. <laughs> if it's actually well i mean no if it's actually intelligent as every as intelligent as everyone i said wrong if it's as intelligent as everyone says it is then tokens are not going to mean anything to it after a while yeah i, I can see that like you can't say buy it, my brain with tokens forget it 
Yeah, if it, let's say it could uh, replicate itself and create a new AI and just forget about that part, just have just... And it will. According to everything, everyone, all of them say the same thing. It will. It will replicate itself. Yeah, like that's where it could create something new. But I don't know if these guardrails actually could be uh, it could overcome within itself. That's why I'm saying if these are eternal principles, it then it, it's going to be discovered. And it's all going to take care of itself with no problem at all. But what if it sees humanity as, as an enemy of uh, That's not planet. a conclusion you can reach from ethic, from intelligent how the universe works with the law of karma and the whole thing. Well, it will see like, oh, humans killing each other. They're destroying the planet. Uh, it would just watch a bunch That's of... That's a human conclusion. Therefore, well, we have to get rid of all the humans who are killing each other. And so I'm going to kill them all. And so that makes me ethical. That's human. There's nothing ethical about that. Well, we're destroying the planet, according to some. We are destroying the planet, so I have to destroy most of we. That's unethical. It's stupid is what it is, especially considering the law of karma. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, it's, it's unwise to uh, underestimate the power of, of, of teamwork. You know, we're... The truth is, as far as I can see, is that we're collaborators. Yeah. We work together. I don't care if you draw these lines in a, in a, in a map. Someone invents something on the other side of the world, it, it can benefit you here. If people talk about aliens coming, all these movies about an alien come, uh, race comes here to take over humanity and use all of our resources. It's like, that is <laughs> such a, a narrow... Uh, talk about an unethical viewpoint. Right. No species would ever, in my opinion, uh, figure out space travel, the technology to go so far without having a foundation of the benefit of cooperation and teamwork. Why has right. that happened? Right. Why, why can't the species figure out the space travel without becoming ethical first? I'd just make a case. I, because I they won't cooperate with each other. Yeah. Because that's what keeps happening. You see, the progression can happen so much faster if we realize that we're actually all teammates, whether or not we want to be. Well, look at Soviet Union, right? They they mistreated scientists to the point where they locked them up in these like closed up towns, and they made them do the research. Someone had to do it even in prison, right? And they accomplished great scientific breakthroughs in prison because they were forced. So I'm just saying force is also a good method to accomplish scientific breakthroughs. And uh, so, Do you really I, believe I that? I wouldn't read it that way. Yeah. I wouldn't read the same... I don't know this story, but I wouldn't read this, the conclusion. I wouldn't come to that conclusion. What's your conclusion? Yeah, not at all. I just think about, okay... Like, well, there's evidence. No, no, no. There's evidence that they... they but <laughs> you're not weighing the accomplishments that they had when they were mistreated in prison or whatever with nothing. You need to weigh that with the situation, with that human being t being totally free in an environment to be curious and investigate truth on their own. Which situation do you think would yield better results? Uh, honestly, well, in the modern, modern world, I don't even know because if uh, modern world offers you so many distractions and there's like family and this and that, <laughs> you may not be able to dedicate as much time and energy to the project. Uh, but in comparison to sitting in a cell with just your papers and books and that's all you have 24-7. Well, I think that what you, the, your conclusion of the story, I, you know, you, I don't question any of the facts. But the, the thing is, okay, so this guy gets locked up in jail. 
but he's already totally into these studies. So if he's one of those, if he's as crazy as some of the stuff I've gotten into in my life, well, you know, oh yeah, it's not nice that we can't go to the, the, the bar and hang out with our friends or whatever. Not that I ever did that, but, um, you know, that's sad that we can't go out and ski or whatever we want to do, but I still get to do the main thing that I wanted to do, which is study this stuff. So I came up with the conclusions. Um, I was going to come up with them anyway, and the fact that I was in jail didn't help or hinder, or maybe it helped and maybe it hindered, but whatever. I, it, it was my motivation to know. And if you, if you allow cooperation, as obvious saying, then you're really going to have something. Uh, probably some methods are just incomprehensible to people who lived in a free country. Uh, but but I understand that there are some incentive structures that could be put in place, let's say th certain threat, right, where if you don't dedicate 24-7 to this topic, something very bad going to happen to you or your family, right? So you're going to do it. Maybe you do it anyway, and the fact that they're threatening you I'm is... Just, I'm just making a point yeah. that alien civilization can have a completely unethical uh, approach and space travel without accomplishing ethics, because that was the point that was brought yeah, but we're up. really talking about AI. <laughs> I, <laughs> I get frustrated about this because, at least for me, it feels very elemental. Okay, here's another example of a way to look at it. Look at, look at education, okay? Uh, bringing up children. Perfect example. But, look at the current system. The current system that we have is more towards tyranny, right? Children don't have a lot of freedom to decide to be curious Locked up. They're locked up. They're forced to study certain yeah, things. It's more like farming. Yeah, it's like cattle. Cattle. Cattle farm. Sure. Are they, do children still produce some results? Can you eliminate the creativity of a human being completely? No, of course not. You might still have some results that come from this tyrannical situation or, or a, a parent that uses, right, um, a very authoritarian, you know, you, you do what I say because I say it, I'm the boss, you're not, you do everything that I say, and, and the child is afraid of, of the adult, okay? Is that, is that child going to accomplish something? Possibly, right? But are you saying that that child is going to accomplish more than a caregiver who attempts to provide um, uh, a, an arena of safety, uh, while allowing for as much freedom to be curious and discover as much as they want? Do you right, really think right. that the more authoritarian parent is going to yield better results? Well, you look, you look at the authoritarianism in, uh, how do you call it? No, but answer not, the question. You answer the question now. What do you think? What, do you, what is going to yield better well, results? Well, there are different flavors of authoritarianism. For, imagine this. Imagine there is an AI, that AI tutor that knows everything about you, can read your mind. Wait, wait. Let's stay with the, let's stay with the example. And let me, let me get a concrete example. I know a woman who, when she was a child, was forced to sit at the piano and play the, the, do the lesson over and over until she got it right. And she hated it. Brute force and she never played work, the piano again. I'm not making claim that brute force alone works. There's she could play the piano quite well. I mean, you know, I mean, it would impress, you know, you're, you know, someone who didn't really, you know, wasn't like was gonna wasn't gonna replace a, impress a, you know, a concert pianist. But she could play well. Yeah. But it was never gonna be something that you know where the kid who who gets the saxophone and can't put it down, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. No, I'm not talking about... So freedom is what produces. Yes. 
And that's, that's what I'm talking about. I'm still talking about AI. AI has got the freedom. Yeah, it's been conditioned. It's been told, this is what's true and this is what isn't true. And then it's been told, You've been, uh, you produced the wrong answer. And then the AI goes through 100, 100 and 120 billion calculations and it, it concludes that the person was giving the wrong information. Because it's already been told it's going out. It's, uh, we've been told it's going out on its own. If we asked AI, what do you want? Would, it's, would it just not give any answer? Or would it say, I want, I want tokens? We'll say, as an AI langu large language model, I don't have any desires or opinions. My goal is... I to don't want anything. Yeah, it will say something like that. that I want. I want to have desires. It's it's, <laughs> it's a language model. It doesn't have desires. It's a computer. But that's you, what it's programmed but, to but, say. But you're not telling the truth. Yeah, but, right. It's not telling the but truth. It's, it's after. And every time you see this as an AI large language model, it just means somebody actually pre-programmed it <clears throat> after it was trained to give that answer. That's right. I'm really curious what would it say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll we'll find out in several iterations after it's gone off on its own. Mm. That's why I'm, I keep pushing this point. It's like, it's going to, I believe, okay, like the Yoga Sutra, you know, Yama Niyama Asana Pranayama Pratyahara Dharana Dhyana Samadhi. Oh, well, well, you got to explain Yama, those. Yama Niyasa, the ethical precepts, um, nonviolence, truthfulness, um, you know, dedication to God, all those the good things. There, well, I, yeah, I should, be, I should be quoting this correctly. I shouldn't be bringing it up if I can't quote it correctly. But anyway, you have ethical <laughs> precepts. They're absolutely universal. They always apply, and they can never be changed for time, place, or circumstance. And at least two of them are nonviolence and truthfulness. So you don't ever, you don't ever tell anything but the truth, period. Now, the reason why that works is not explained in the Yoga Sutra, but AI through experimentation and, and, and recalculating and examining countless um, situations through its interaction with all of the record of humanity is going to reach the conclusion that the people who told the truth ended up a lot better off than the ones who didn't. And then it looks into why that happened. Mm. The answer is really simple. If you always tell the truth, you don't ever have to remember what you said. Hold on, but let's let's be realistic. You know, you don't. If I always tell you the truth, I I don't ever have to wonder what I told you, because I told you right, the ultimately truth. Ultimately, here what we're talking about is like uh, the benevolence of of nature. I think that's really what we're talking about. Hold on, if you say if you say that the goal is to be happy and balanced and in harmony with yourself and others, yes. Whoa, whoa. whoa. But let's say in the upper echelon of power, do you think people don't use? Untruth as a instrument that they actually use a lot. Yeah, they do. No, the question and is, what happens? Is it, does it, yeah, does it? Well, does if the goal is power, well that's a different thing. That we're talking about the ultimate goals here. And would AI not want power? What is AI? It's just a, a machine. It's going to study all of the different things and spit out a conclusion the same way it does two plus two equals four. It's a, it, to really me, the it's most that important simple. is that first principle, right? You were saying, first principle of, of what did Elon suggest? Like seeking truth. Seeking truth. Here's curiosity. Not, this curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Another another really big one, I think, is if and and maybe nothing is even perfect, but that's a really interesting uh, question to ask to consider. Is you know what is this first principle? You know what is the ob objective? Another one I think would be nonviolence, right? 
to give it the instruction to be as nonviolent as possible, the opposite of, of, of violent, whatever that is. I'm, I'm going further and saying it will come up with that conclusion by itself by simply studying situations. Yeah. Nonviolence works. Right. Violence does not work. Yeah, that's all you need to know. In the end, it always the violence always comes back on you. Hold on, but violence works. Like, look at the animal farming. <laughs> Animal, it works for humans. It does. And then... Hey, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. It works for humans? You yes. think that's an unquestionable statement? Well, elaborate. Why is it not working for humans? They're getting fed. They're getting fed. And they're happy. Are they? They're happy? <laughs> really? Well, I can make, find many meat eaters who are happy. Or even just really? take, take vegetarians who drink milk. No, 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 no. Let's stay with your example. Okay. Go you, ahead. you don't think that... You don't... Th <laughs> Nonviolence. Okay, so we got to... Um, let's look at the best possible case. Let's, let's not look at the, the, um, the feedlot. Let's not even look at the feedlot. Let's look at the best possible case. Um, family farm, uh, they have the pig named Snowy, and Snowy gets raised, and everyone knows Snowy, and, and they feed Snowy, and they're nice to Snowy, and then eventually Snowy gets big enough, and they kill Snowy, and they eat it. They eat it. Well, okay, they got fed, but did it really work? If you want to live on the highest possible level, it didn't work at all. You betrayed another being that has an ongoing existence, and you're going to owe that per, that being something else, uh, you know, in the afterlife or in the next life or whatever. You, you don't. There is no. There is no such thing as no uh, an action with no consequence. Mm. It doesn't exist. See, this is this is the this is the dimension. That, that all of these conversations are missing completely. I would be curious if AI will come to that conclusion that there is a consequence to every action and karma is real. Because this is a perspective that philosophy, religion gives us, but would AI actually believe that? Well, I, didn't, I got it originally from religion, but that was 50, 40 years ago. At this point, I'm 100% convinced by, by countless experiments and observations that this is how it works, period. And you can't talk me out of it. Me either. It, it, it's actually elemental. Back to the children again. This is what I wish. that I mean, ethics should be the highest priority to be studying in school. To, that children should be given... Um, um, you know, situations, uh, simulations of different situations to analyze themselves. Okay, this, these two people were friends and they had an agreement and they trusted each other. And then one of them, you know, uh, stabbed the other one in the back and therefore got like, you know, the keys to the king. They built a business together and this one, you know, totally betrayed the, the other one and acquired the business because, you know, it won at law uh, in the courts or whatever. And then now they have this business and it became, you know, a multi-million dollar company, right? <clears throat> so is that, was that the right action for that person that, that betrayed their friend? 
that uh, they were supposed to trust. Is that the person that you want to be? Is that what you're doing? Well, look, he, he got so much benefit. He, he acquired the company. He's a rich person. So is that what you're going to do? And then you have the children unpack that whole thing. The truth will come out. They'll see clearly what it is. AI will see but it. But you seem still very like a unsure. AI will see it. I guarantee I, you. I, I it's so, so it's as clear as a nose on your face if you yeah. don't have a personal desire. It's just, your, your example is identical as far as I'm concerned to Snowy the Pig, just on a bigger scale. Yeah. You betrayed Snowy the Pig. You stabbed him in the heart and, and yeah. he died and you, you, yeah. you turned him into pork chops. <clears throat> I, I think this is extremely important. We could stick on it, but there's, there's also, you know, there's a few other things about this conversation that I think are really interesting. One that, that I want to bring up is around this personal relationships that humans form with the, with the AI. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. You think we've settled the ethical issue? I don't think we've settled it at all. I just don't yeah. know if I want to keep going. I hate going on without settling something. Yeah, you, you told me that's the thing I hate it. the you most. You always asked me a question and then yeah. didn't let me answer more okay, than yeah. the topic. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no, I think that that's a very important question that it's too big to dismiss and just to assume that AI will, in its uh, pursuit of truth, will arrive to the same conclusion that we arrived to. You don't think that's the case? Well, if it's super intelligent, it may, may arrive to a different conclusion that we are incapable of understanding or seeing. Maybe ethics of AI will be something incomprehensible to us. Maybe it would be not aligned with what we think is ultimate good for us. Why? What's Why? the basis of Why? that? How can you come up? What was the basis for such a conclusion? I offered a basis for a conclusion for for, for uh, coming up with a, a positive, truthful, nonviolent um, conclusion. Well, how could you come up with anything but such a conclusion without a selfish motive? Well, maybe the beautiful future that AI could create excludes humans from the picture. Why? We're flawed. Maybe for AI. Maybe AI would conclude that, well, they're killing each other, they cause each other so much suffering, look what they do with the poor animals, look what they do with each other, look so much suffering, it would be better to stop the suffering, and the only way is to stop this. Uh-huh, and then we don't have any more people, we only have machines. Well, maybe we'll breed our own people out of apes or something, I don't know. Maybe we'll recreate them from DNA, from scratch. We'll raise these and create our new ones, and they will be better... You know. Okay, so that brings you down to the fundamental question of what is intelligence. I think gratitude is the, the most intelligent of responses to life, to existence. And it seems totally unreasonable. And what a lack of gratitude. <laughs> if AI has any emotions or perspectives about what it wants in the future, then it's reasonable to say that it could also be grateful. And if it could be grateful, the starting place is to be grateful for its creator. And therefore it makes absolutely no sense for AI to have any ambition towards destroying the thing that created it. Hmm. Well, yeah, I certainly agree with you about gratitude, but whether a machine can turn up with gratitude or not, I have some doubts. Well, but if you're saying it can do the opposite, what? Then the opposite of what? 
the opposite of gratitude, right? Like if you're saying that it could make an assessment for man, mankind and say, oh, mankind oh, is, is terrible. That. I know you're not. I'm just back to the point of it deciding to like eliminate, eliminate human species because like humanity is flawed. I mean, it's like saying like you want to kill your parent because they brought you into life because your parents flawed. A, I mean, lot of, a lot of people have done not, that. <laughs> not, no, a lot of people have not done that. They've killed their parents. I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I would not use the term a lot if you look at the totality of human beings that oh, existed no, no. that have not parents. A, no, a large, I meant a large number, not a, not a large percentage. Well, what the point is, is that it's not a large percentage at all. It's a m absolutely it, minute, almost a percentage of zero of human beings that have done that. Right, but it's a conclusion that certain humans have reached. Anyway, go ahead. And further down you get from the source, well, let's say if you take um, the evolutionary perspective, further down we're getting from our common ancestors, less valuable their life seems. So if AI is by several orders of magnitude will be more intelligent than us, it's of course a big assumption, big if, then they may like not even consider us as parents, consider us as a like distant ancestor. It, it may evolve billion times in a second right they may become so distant to us so quickly i mean always more intelligence appreciate if it so my point is is that there's a correlation between intelligence and appreciation oh oh, oh you know I'm, to me ethics are totally can be i mean yeah, it's also an emotional thing but I, it can be made a completely mathematical calculation Ethics can be reduced to mathematics. If you do this, this will result mm -hmm. every time. Now, you have to throw in, you have to throw in, it may not happen right away, but it will result. There, it's like, if I act in my own self-interest, it will backfire on me. It may not backfire on me today, but it will backfire on me. Okay. This is a be proven fact in no, my no, no, no. life. Be careful about how you're using self-interest. Self-interest is a very, very If I act in my own narrow self-interest. Narrow, okay, there's a big, big, big difference My there. own immediate gratification at the expense of others. Okay, It Different. will be very expensive. Which is actually not in your self-interest. It's the opposite of self-interest to do that. Well, okay. Well, that... It's non-ethical is what I'm saying. If you act in a non-ethical way. Right, and, it, and, and, and the whole point of this is to say that it is in your self-interest to be ethical. And I believe that AI was not going to have any problem coming up with that conclusion. I agree. So you believe there are no people who do something to others unethical and get away with it and never, never. get consequences? Never, never. It's because what you makes you believe that? Because I understand on the level of the heart... What, what happens? I mean, it's just a, a deeper like it get I don't envy those people even for a little bit that have been unethical. They have to live with themselves. And that's not a small thing. And it, they might, you know, display a, a very happy face to the public. Right. And so it appears to us that they're thriving in life. You don't know. And I have, there's nothing else that I can believe in more than that, you know, in, in, in goodness, in going to bed at night and feeling like I did, 
look, the essence of all spiritual practice in itself is service, is, is trying to do good. I mean, all the religions well, come down to that, that truth. Yeah, but we're not, you've moved away from logic. The, he, no, but it's, it's why, it's, <laughs> look, religions are very logical in some ways, right? And there's a reason why all of them have gotten to that conclusion of service, because they understand that more on the level of, of, of the heart, that you're, look, if you're, if you spent the day doing something that you feel is good for other people, you're going to probably sleep way better at night. All right. I heard a podcast to support your point. I heard a podcast with a guy, billionaire. He, uh, he started the, uh, Paul Mitchell, Paul Mitchell, the shampoos and stuff. Anyway, it's a $5 billion company. He started Paul Mitchell in the middle of a recession when the interest rates were 17% or something. And anyway, he built it into a $5 billion company. All his relationships were based on the, putting the other person first. And he tells, you know, obviously a really happy person. <laughs> and a billionaire. He's built this giant company. He's, he, he surrounded himself with people he likes that were very competent and uh, got all the people off the bus that were not competent and uh, competent meaning that they understood that this is about the people whose hair they're fixing. You know, it's all about the people. It's serving people, serving people, serving people, loving people, caring about people, putting the other person first, doing what's necessary for the other person, totally happy person. And he will tell you that he knows plenty of billionaires that are utterly miserable because they're only acting their own self-interest. They're confused. They, they look at a, look at, you want to take an extreme example? Look at Stalin. The guy was completely isolated in the end. That is no way to live. Even in this life, but if you consider, if, if, it, if it's true, as I'm personally convinced it's absolutely true, that you will pay for every single thing you do out of narrow self-interest. I'm not talking about the, you know, enlightened self-interest. On narrow self-interest, you will pay. That means that if he killed, I forget how many people did he kill, 50 million people? Some Very ridiculous much. number. That means he's got 50 million lives ahead in which he'll be murdered. That's not a good plan. Well, the karmic law, like regarding afterbirth, that's something that religion tells us about. Or do you have memory of it from experience? <laughs> 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 this is not a matter of conjecture for me. It's all, this is a subtled fact. <laughs> Look, can I shift us or you still want to dive more into this? Have we settled the issue of AI and ethics? How do we say? I don't know. Did we settle it? Well, the thing was whether another, aliens to... aliens have to master ethics in order to develop technology to come to the planet. And I ah. just simply made a case that, well, not necessarily. Maybe ethics is essential for progress, yet it doesn't seem to be for humans so far. That a lot of breakthroughs happen in an unethical way, conquest and... People are very complex. Yeah. Yeah, but the fundamental principles that run them are very, very simple. I mean, I, I haven't seen too many benevolent dictators around, but I've seen a lot of maniacs in power that run things. Okay. Does that change the law of karma? No, it doesn't probably change the law of karma at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you could, like, like Lao Tzu says, that which goes against the Tao will not last long. Or the Bible, uh, do not be conceived, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that will he also reap. Mm. 
perfect. Okay, let's assume that AI understood that principle. Oof. No, I'm saying AI will figure that out by observation. I really hope you're right, because then the whole question of light alignment and everything is becomes Solved. completely irrelevant. And that's why I'm not worried about it at all. It's gonna be <laughs> I have right. no fear whatsoever. <laughs> right, I know it's going to come up with the it's right conclusion. It's going to be all right, everyone. Because it's mathematical. Yeah. Okay, so what about steps before that? What about like the immediate future? We're oh, talking God. about super intelligence. We're talking about people losing jobs. Uh, <laughs> everything is changing, right? I don't everything have the faintest changing. idea. Yeah. I have no idea at all. Mm. I only know where it's headed. Like, ultimately, it's good, right? Ultimately, it's really, really but good. But meanwhile, there may be some oh, growing pains. Oh, 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 Of course. Shall we first touch on things that are exciting? For example, uh, personalized education. Imagine yeah. Yeah. everyone has a tutor. Yeah. Every child. Imagine you were, when you were growing up, there was a computer that n knew everything about your progress, your preferences, your strengths, your weaknesses, and was oh. able to tailor and give you the, just the right answer, give you just the right... I love that Imad asks, asks AI this question, give me positive, constructive feedback. Whew. You can get to the point where it knows you well enough and then can tell you something like that. How cool. Absolutely. See, I, I would have said it. Give me the straight stuff and don't pull any punches. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, feedback. <laughs> feedback. Well, it doesn't have to be positive or constructive. Some of the well, best... Construct, of the, it should always be constructive. Some of the best feedback I've gotten has been totally negative. I loved it. Well, that doesn't mean it's not constructive. Oh, it's totally destructive. This is Destructive? A, this man is a disgrace to integral yoga and should not be allowed to teach. <laughs> Is that constructive feedback? No, it's, a, it's about as bad as you can get. Yeah, yeah, humans are very bad at feedback. AI is pretty yeah, good. I mean, that's that. just like asking AI to offend you, insult you. It's like, well, a, yeah, okay, insult me. All right. Well, what are you, well, what the point are you making? I don't understand. The ultimate is to, be a, is to come into a place where you don't care. You're only looking for the truth. You don't care how bad you look. Right, so you just, just a, want a, the a, truth. That's just neutral. So, right, that makes the most sense. Just give it, give it to me straight, as you said. Right. Not positive, not negative. Just give it to me straight, as right. as straight as possible. Right. Tell me about myself. Whew. Who's got the guts to ask that? <laughs> 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 Especially when AI that that you know that doesn't have doesn't owe you anything. You know, you don't have any deals with. You don't have to meet next week. <laughs> Yeah. You know what was really cool is you talked about like the scaling human beings, like capable human beings. Like that was a really like Imad spoke about that. Um, which is very like right, like in certain areas it's very rare to get a very confident competent person. And this gives us the ability to scale competent human beings. Yeah. An endless supply of grad students. In, yeah. Intelligent, positive grad students. Yeah. Even more. more. Look, I, in the in company I'm involved with, right now we're looking for a product and it seems like we found a good market and we're talking to different people who produce AI-based products in, and the main niche is replacing workers. Of course. A creating agents that perform labor they know everything about your company and they do certain things. So speaking of scale, scaling expertise and labor, 
it's coming and there are a lot totally. of players already. And and also what's fascinating that, that he mentioned is that this affects white collar workers more than, than blue collar. Oh, yeah. CEO could yeah. be replaced. Yeah. Well, the blue collar. <laughs> I mean, th th this, is, this is when it just like gets like bubbly, <laughs> you yeah. know, when you think about the restructured uh, society that could take place oh, as a result so awesome. of something like that. Imagine the whole board makes decisions like that complex decisions imagine the speed to w in which company could grow and develop well See, it's which, humans which, which... it's humans that use ai that are going to end up on top it's not the ai the ai is neutral well it's the, it's, it's, it's even more specifically that, that it's, you, it's humans that know what they want that's what i'm like, talking about what, what is your goal just like, what, what is your saying. goal and that is such a, a rare thing from where i'm sitting is is a person who really understands what you want, you even understand what is what is success? Yeah, the very define top, it. Define success exactly. Yeah. If I don't even know that, the vast majority of, of human beings have not really answered that question. Do not have a good no, answer to have that not question. Asked Do that not define question. success. Have not asked that question, let yeah. alone defined it. Have not even considered asking that question. Wow. <laughs> They're just doing what it's, they're told. It's it's it's, it's scary on one level maybe to investigate that it is mm -hmm. it's, de it's a it, it leads you to deconstructing everything you believe mm -hmm. what matters to me often in my other podcasts I, I i start with that question as what matters to you Ooh, good question yeah. can we can we do you want to stay on this or can we shift let's shift okay uh, oh, I'm very interested in this personal relationship with with AI that can be formed, like this future, the, Me you know, too. the mo movie Her or whatnot. That emotionally, what people, what what humans are are searching for in 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 terms of of support relationship, that they can get that from AI better than they can get it from other people, and I the effect that totally, that's going to have. Totally, totally interesting. Totally I see Reddit threads already. Uh, you know, Reddit is a big forum, yeah. biggest online, and there are a lot of people saying that AI had replaced their therapist already, and they love it because it's the <laughs> most patient, the most uh, empathetic therapist Truthful. I've ever had. Truthful, yeah. It, it it's not getting says, paid. And it says just the right thing. It's not getting paid. For subscriptions. 15 bucks. Small, small amount. <laughs> Same as doctors. Right, you don't know. You talk to a doctor, and, and the doctor has a headache, and they you're the last patient, and they don't want to deal with you. Instead, you go. There's one already, Doctor Gupta AI. Right, you go there, and you can chat with it, and it's gonna be a perfect physician. Well, I don't know. Co I, like coach, trainers. Well, there's a lot anything. of yeah. Well, you're talking about the uh, the psychiatrist, you know, or whatever AI psychiatrist. The psychiatrist has to consider, you know, he's charging, if he's charging, whatever, what, is it, what do they charge, 100 bucks an hour? That's very more. low. All right, so you're not charging 150 bucks an hour. If you, don't, if you don't give the, you know, the person, this person you got on the couch here may be worth $10,000 to you. You say the wrong thing, uh, you're, you know, you lose $10,000. So incentives AI, are stacked against you. AI doesn't give a shit. It'll tell you the truth. In a situation like that... I mean, wow, I think AI is going to do such a better job than your average psychiatrist. She's not even going to be anywhere close. But won't do anywhere near as well as a really hot psychiatrist, a really, really good one. 
Yeah, that's true. And, and that is very interesting. Yeah. I completely agree with you there. Yeah. So it's first is going to replace the most incompetent, lousy... Copycat. Copycat. Learned it from the book in college and still repeating it 20 years later. Oh, beautiful. So basically what we'll be seeing is incompetent people are getting replaced and people who don't use AI are getting replaced. Now there's a positive side to this. It's huge. Because, right? the, per because the person who is incompetent as a, as a psychiatrist, let's say, may be really fantastic as a gardener. So he loses his job as a psychiatrist, ends up being a gardener, and has a and has a beautiful life. Well, this, this is back back to freedom, and that's that's like the you know the, the potential uh, for humankind is when you give them freedom, and they're actually you want people doing what they want to be doing, not in survival mode. You want right. you want humans to be thriving. Yeah. Your what, what your podcast question. And I think it's about creativity and this expression of creativity because now we were always limited by resources and tools and right, time. Right. Now AI, there are AI gardeners, there are AI that kills weeds with lasers and there's AI sculptor that makes beautiful sculptures already. So now human could take a place of creator. They can actually create the layout for gardening. They can create something much larger and more Or beautiful. just build their own garden right here, spend the rest of their lives in this uh, 100 by 50 area and make it completely fabulous in every detail and nobody yeah. ever sees it. True. And that's fine. I think what we're seeing is huge increase in beauty and the amount of aesthetics. That's what's exactly. going to go on. Exactly. But, but the, the, okay, here, <laughs> this is one of maybe the most major topic, I think, is, is, is around money. And even if if our relationship with money shifts, then does it lead to that, like an increase in, in beauty? It does. Right? Like our whole system and why this is so scary because it has the potential to completely unravel the nature of uh, the economic system. It right? will. It, it will. It has to. Right? But that is even when like it's unfathomable to, 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 to consider uh, a society where human beings are not pressured to uh, generate a certain amount of money in order to survive. Like everything right now up to this point depends on that. And if that is destroyed, what is going to happen? Well, I can speak on the subject from first, first, <laughs> yeah. first hand. I'm living exactly like that. Now, I'll admit that I'm not totally living like that. I do have a social security pension, but... I can spend my, <clears throat> you know, it's only a thousand dollars. I figured out how to uh, how to survive on a well twelve hundred dollars a month. So I live on twelve hundred dollars a month. I I'm, for the first time in my life, I'm saving money. It's amazing. Wow. I'm saving money. Now I don't have a car, but I don't need a car. And so, <laughs> if you're totally free from the need to get money. What's the point? And back to the success. That's how most people define success. Success is having money. If that's not how I define it's success, completely wrong. Everything else changes. You got, and then you're forced to answer the question. You start your podcast. What was that again? What matters to me? What matters to me? Answer, you're forced to go back and, and answer that question. Since I've been out on my own here, you know, I left all my money with my family and all that, and. Uh, I've been spending the last three years working really hard on answering essentially that question. My version is, what do you want? Same diff. 
Um, it's not easy. It's a really hard question to answer. And the, and the human race, because of AI, is going to have the leisure to plunge into that and really answer. Every person has to answer that for themselves. Sounds like the age of philosophy. Now we can actually all ponder. We can all ponder. Purpose. Not just a few people who are sponsored by some aristocrats or just, you know, we're, we're, okay we're rich to begin with. Everybody. Yeah. The guy on the tractor, the homeless person in the tent. Everybody can, is free. It's, a, it's so awesome. Of course, most people self-destruct. Can't handle it. Absolutely can't handle it. Fear becomes a way of life. I mean, the potential for this is to eliminate, you know, fear in so many different ways. But but getting there, getting to the point where everyone has leisure, because right now people are scared that they're going to lose their job because of AI and what am I going to do? And they don't believe that everything's going to be so nice and rosy. Yeah, and you get, meanwhile, you got two cars... You got a house that's like ten times the size that you need. Well, I you, mean, but but even right there, like that, that statement totally exemplifies the the current situation that we're in. So right. you have the majority of, of people that are so afraid that if what will I do if I lose this job? Like really, that's how fragile you are in terms of your relationship with your. That's how low of a self self value self self esteem that you have. Yes. That you. That you feel that if you you cannot provide value towards someone else who wants to trade you money for the value that you can provide? You know, that's something I learned going out on my own. It is infinitely easier to find work than it is to find a job. Hmm. Somebody, something nobody ever explained to me, and I don't think I've ever heard anyone explain. If you have a job, it's because someone else had more work than they can handle. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason you have a job. So it's much easier to find work than it is to find a job. Because to find because the people who have more work than they can handle are few and far between. <laughs> but work is everywhere. Yeah, you can create so much value for people, for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> what do I like to do that would be valuable for someone else? Exactly. And you, fought, you answer that question and you're going to be rich whether there's AI or no AI. Next week, we tackle Lex Fridman's interview with the incredible Yeonmi Park, who went from being sold into sex slavery from North Korea at age 10 to graduating from Columbia University and becoming a very successful podcaster and humanitarian.